Who's Bekistan? Where's Bekistan? Why's Bekistan? How's Bekistan? Bekistan, who's Bekistan? What's going good and what's going bad? And she's live from Tashkent, Uzbekistan, in the heart of Central Asia. Here we are with lucky number episode 13. For today's, what am I excited about? What am I puzzled by? And how long do I plan to stay? Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do two. What am I excited about? So last Thursday, ah, excuse me. Last Friday afternoon, it started to sleet and snow, and it snowed on and off until Tuesday at lunchtime. So Friday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday until lunchtime, and then I think there was some snow yesterday and this morning. So. You know, it is exciting to live in a place where it snows. Um, because in my hometown, it's we're just there just hasn't been any snow there in in a number of years. So, um, yeah, climate change is real. So it is quite beautiful. I do enjoy seeing it fall. I do enjoy seeing the way it looks. Um, it is treacherous to walk in. Here, they don't clear the roads. But there's so much traffic that it, it melts it quickly. And then they really don't clear the sidewalks. Maybe some government workers clear the, the metro stairs or some bus stops. Um, maybe a few shop owners clear the area in front of their store. But um, it does make for very slow and treacherous and muddy walking conditions that I don't like. Um, but But the moments when it's actually falling it's really really beautiful um and definitely when i no longer live here that will be something that i miss and and it's been you know cold but not not terribly cold kind of just cold enough for it to snow and stick so um yeah it really it doesn't start feeling cold here until it's below freezing that, you know, even in the upper 30s or 40s here, particularly if the sun is out, you know, still, you know, mostly kind of feels fine once I'm adjusted to it. But anyway, just um, enjoying the enjoying the snow. So, um, you know, the other thing I would like to reflect on and celebrate is, you know, I've lived here, you know, three and a half years, two and a half years, halfway through year three, two and a half years, two and a half years. And, you know, it's nice at this part of the journey to, you know, feel like I have my legs under me, feel like I know how to get my needs met here and, you know, how to function and how to operate. With that being said, I, I things do fall apart. So yesterday I was going with kind of like a toured company shared taxi kind of one-man operation to ride to the ski resort together, and I had the location wrong. And, you know, the, even at this point in the journey, that kind of thing can happen, and had to flag down a person to help me and get me over to the correct parking lighting, and God bless that stranger for helping me. Um, you know, you think something like that happens, you know, in your first couple months living somewhere, but but even at this point, you know, can be a problem. But 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 the, those those instances are 
you know, less and less common the longer I've lived here. So, yeah, the feeling like, you know, I, I, I more or less know how to roll my life here. <coughs> Unless I've got to find something specific or do something very unfamiliar. So, um, hopefully the universe will not punish me for saying that. But, yeah, it's nice to feel like that has moved along. And my, you know, affection for Tashkent grows by the day. So, um, moving on to what am I puzzled by. Uh, while I was home over Christmas and had to grade my students' assignments, everyone I encountered heard me complain and complain and complain about AI. And here we are, rounding the end of third quarter. And here we go. It's time to complain about AI. So, I understand that the cat is out of the bag and AI is here to stay. I understand it's not going anywhere. But the monster was released before, I don't know what to call it, guardrails, before guardrails were put in place in using it. And there is this just massive... I don't even know what to call it. Chasm, gray area, unclear situation. Okay. And I, I wish that schools would come down with a more clear policy on it. But I get the feeling they are reluctant to. So, you know, kind of how we're trying to operate is incorporating appropriate uses of AI into assignments. And on my students' final assignment that will be coming up next week, there is a portion of that, and it's it's to help them generate some sample sentences. But they have to say what tool they used what pro- and what prompt they gave it to create the sentences. So, I mean, I think that sounds okay. Um, yeah, are, are there some instances that I think that it can be a useful tool? Yes. I just don't know what those are and how to do it. But where we get into the gray area is, and I don't even want to say the names. I don't want to give anybody ideas. There are some tools that students, it'll paraphrase the student's own work. And I think that, I think that is more what I deal with. Just the straight-up AI-generated, I think my students have more... God, I don't want to jinx it. Maybe that's what I should call this episode, Don't Jinx It. Um, I think mine more or less know they can't just do the straight-up AI-generated. But I think that this gray area is like these... I'm just going to call them the paraphrasing tools, and I don't even really know what that means, and I'm not even sure what that encompasses, but for the purpose of our discussion. But it still produces a load of crap. I mean, there are key words that when I read them, I'm like, I know my students don't know that word. And then, you know, when I go put it in the AI detector, it comes back as highly likely as AI. Um... There's other words that are triggers. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant to say any of these out loud, but I'll, I'll do one simple one. The, and with these paraphrasing quasi-AI tools, I'm not even sure how to define it, they'll use the word pupil. Okay, on what universe does anyone describe their students as pupils? It's an outdated, unused word. Like, so obviously they didn't... They, that, didn't that didn't make them sound smarter. It didn't make them sound better. The tool is serving no purpose. We teach students. They are called students. Everyone should know that. So it just it doesn't serve any purpose that they think it does. And, and again, it just turns their work into a big pile of crap that doesn't read in any kind of logical sequence. It's inevitably way too long. Um, doesn't follow the prompts on the rubric, and it makes it hard for me to grade, and it's just a pile of crap. Can I say, let me say that about 10 more times. It produces a pile of crap. It doesn't make them sound smarter. It makes them sound stupid because no one would really talk like that. Um, okay, so that's the middle area. And then the, the tool that is allowable um, at my current teaching setting is, I'm not going to say the name of it, but is a commonly advertised grammar tool that will correct their grammar. Okay, my school says this is allowable, so I've got to go with it. I mean, could that tool have appropriate uses? Sure. But it does, it does seem like a signal, though, that we've given up. And that, you know, being able to produce a grammatically correct sentence is no longer a goal. It's no longer a desired outcome because the technology will do it for you. So, I, I, mean, I, I mean, there is a monster loose and what the implicate our society is never going to be the same our schooling as we know it is over so that's why i keep harping on this but then as educators how how do we have standards how are our students going to prove what they know so my i mean Yes, I have ethical problems with how this is playing out. Yes, but I also have practical concerns about how it's playing out. That it's changed my job from teacher to AI detector. And it's, it's preventing me from assessing what they actually know. Because I'm, it's making my job hard. Because I'm just shoveling through the crap and I can't get a clear picture of what they know. And it just makes my job exponentially more difficult. And inevitably, the people who have used slash abused these tools, their assignments are way longer than the others. So it's just, it's just, it's hemming me up. So for selfish purposes, I'm irritated about it. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, the, my profession is just doomed 
based on this technology if we cannot find suitable ways to have suitable guardrails, su- appropriate use. I mean, at this point, like, if we were requiring a, a PhD to write a thesis, I mean, what would that even be about, you know, if we're just letting the computer do so much of it for us? Anyway, that's it. How long do I plan to stay? Um, I'm anxiously awaiting my teaching schedule for fourth quarter. Hope I will, I, I presume I'll be getting that in the next week or so. Certainly hoping we're, we're rolling to a, a good, a good, rolling in a good direction. Anyway, whoever you are, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, is it the central Piedmont of the Carolinas during the dog walk? Is it Bremerton, Washington? Is it Turkey? Is it Tashkent, Uzbekistan? Is it Germany? I haven't looked up the analytics in a while. I think it won't give me that information, but those were those were some of the hits I had at one point. Anyway, thank you for listening, and tune in next time to see what's happening with Uzbekistan.